0: Today's reading is Luke 18, verses 15 to 17, page 77 in the Blue Bible. Luke 18, 15 to 17. Now they were bringing even infants to him, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Uh, good, Good morning. It's so great to be with you. My name is Brett Sweet. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Christian Fellowship where we do exist to glorify God through gospel-centered worship, evangelism, discipleship, and community. It's a blessing to be here um, on this one of these final Sundays in May. Um, because it's one of the final Sundays in May, our Sunday school uh, ministry that goes on most of the school year is ending. This, the last meeting was this week. So next week, uh, do come a little bit before the service to pray with us, but no Sunday school. Also, on the, we're, we're continuing our series through the book of Luke. And as we learn about children and what it means to be like a child, here's a couple helpful books for parents out there. Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. I'd also recommend his brother's book called Parenting by Paul David Tripp. Uh, And then the founder of GCF wrote this wonderful book, Gospel-Powered Parenting uh, by Bill Farley. Um, These are in the bookstore downstairs. Uh, This is not just for parents, though. In fact, kids... You are going to hear me talking to you often this morning, Uh, so please pray with me as I ask God to help us, and he will. Lord, we're grateful for this morning. We're grateful for your word to us. We are so grateful for Jesus as he is revealed in these verses. We confess that apart from him, we can do nothing. I cannot speak anything helpful. We cannot hear in any way that will have any sort of impact. So we need you, Father, to send the Holy Spirit and go to work on us. Help us and convict us of sin and reveal to us Jesus Christ. Lord, help me to not be self-sufficient or trust in myself in any way. In Jesus' name, amen. So kids, do you realize how much I love seeing you on Sunday morning? I love it. One of the things I love most is how you enter this building because you know you belong here. You just come right in. You don't knock. If you want to say hi to Pastor Brett, you can, but that doesn't stop you. You just come right in. It doesn't matter you don't care what you're wearing. You don't, you don't care how your week has been. You just enter like a child. The same thing happens during adult Sunday school. You got to make the track across the classroom, to get to the bathroom, you don't worry about being quiet. You just enter, your feet slap the floor, no problem. We are, I am so glad that you enter that way. In fact, Jesus says that you, when you do that, are actually an example to us. You're an example to other people. You see, grown-ups, we have this problem. We care what other people think. We try to put on our best clothes before we come to church on Sunday morning. We try to make sure we, things look right, that we look right, that everything is just right with us. We're trying to figure out how to be prepared and impress others. But kids, you just enter. You just come right on in. You're an example. You show us, and Jesus says this here, that it's not about being presentable to enter the kingdom of God it's just entering, just coming. So that's the main thrust of this sermon. Enter God's kingdom like a child. That's what Jesus tells us here. Enter God's kingdom like a child. The way a child enters, that's how we're to enter. Enter God's kingdom like a child. But what does that mean? Does that mean we all dye our hair if it's getting a little gray, look a little bit younger? Does that mean we wear T-shirts with cartoon characters on them? I wrote this sermon a couple weeks ago, and at the elders' retreat, I was wearing a shirt with cartoon characters on it. Is that what it means? Is that what Jesus means? Does it mean being irresponsible? What does it mean to enter God's kingdom like a child? Well, we're going to look at four overlapping groups. Different people are going to fit in more than one group here, and we're going to see what that means. And so I'm going to address four groups of people here. First, parents, then second, disciples, and you'll notice that there will be overlap there. Then third, children, and then fourth, everyone. So that's the four things we're looking at here, four groups, parents, disciples, children, and then everyone. And all of us are called to enter God's kingdom like a child. First, first parents, parents, you're the first group, help your child enter God's kingdom. Help your child enter God's kingdom. You have a job. It's to help your child enter God's kingdom. Read verse 15 with me. Now they were bringing even infants to him, that's Jesus, that he might touch them. The they there, of course, is parents. It's the parents of these children. And the word for infants there is is a Greek word. It's brephos. It it could actually mean uh, children around toddler age or a little older, but it can also mean children younger and what's really interesting is they, these parents understand something about Jesus. And Luke has revealed this early on, that Jesus is the king. So if they're going to enter the kingdom of God, they've got to come to the king. They've got to come see Jesus. And now why would parents bring children to Jesus? Why would they do that? They want their kids to know the blessings of being under God's rule. And furthermore, they recognize Jesus must be able to do something they can't do. See, this is kind of a shock to us in this day and age. But historically, until about the beginning of the 1900s, statistically, if you were a child, you, li- you, you were as a 50-50 shot if you lived past puberty. And in fact, most of those deaths were before age five. And that still happens. An acquaintance of mine from my summer in San Diego, his son, almost four, would have turned four next month, died in an accident. No promise that we will live long, happy lives. But these people, these parents, they feel their desperation. They recognize maybe Jesus can do something. Maybe he can bless them. Maybe he can keep them alive. Maybe it's worth bringing him, bringing my child to Jesus. There's some things he can do that I can't. So parents, are you like this? Is that what you think about? Do you bring your child to Jesus? Do you pray for them? Do you pray with them? Are you trying to help them enter God's kingdoms? Now dads, the New Testament commands to parents are addressed to you. So do you do this, not just mom, but dad. Now, how many times have I failed in this? How many times do I fall short in this? But the question is, are we trying? Are we trying to help children enter the God's kingdom? Are you bringing them to church? Are you disciplining them? We're called to instruct and discipline our children. So dads, are you involved Think about this. This is always a really humbling thing in Romans 1. God says that disobedience to parents is one of many reasons why the wrath of God is coming. So when we think about helping children enter God's kingdom, we should think about the things that keep them out of God's kingdom. So that means that obedience matters. You should help them. So don't be lazy with them. So here's what this can look like for me. And it might look a little bit different. If they're little, it'll probably mean when they disobey mom or dad, taking them to a certain designated place, alone, discussing a specific sin that maybe they've committed, and then being honest, saying, you know what? Committed the same sin. Maybe in more subtle ways, but I'm just like you. And that's why we need a Savior, but you know what? God is also disciplining me. Here's what this looks like. And it's because I love you, I'm going to discipline you. If it's little children, it might mean, it probably means spanking them, never abusing them, never causing long-term harm, and then talking to them while they're crying, holding them, telling them how much you love them, telling them that 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 sin can be forgiven when they trust in Jesus, then praying with them. That's a way of helping children enter God's kingdom. As they're teenagers, you'll you'll be more flexible. You'll have to think of new ideas. But are are you willing to do that? Are you willing to take them to the people they've wronged and teach them how to ask for forgiveness? You do that. Children are really important. This is why Christians should also be leaders in some way or another, (coughs) excuse me, of providing foster care or adoption. And admittedly, that's getting harder. There's restrictions being placed on people with religious views. But maybe there's, you can help other people do that in some way. Maybe there's things you can do to help people be parents to these poor, poor children. Will you give time? Will you give energy? Will you volunteer? So parents, kids need your help. Most of the time you're annoyed with your child. It's because they're revealing that they need a parent. And guess what? God gave them you. He provided for them. So help them, love them, be gracious to them, encourage them, don't just be critical to them. Talk to them about God's love, talk to them about heaven and hell. Teach them that they must believe on their own, that they can't do that, you can't do that for them. And this also means that when you're choosing a church, the most important thing about that church is a church that shows your children Jesus. It's not actually helpful to take them to a church where things are so much fun that they don't even know they're in church, which I've heard some people say. In fact, as someone was driving by out here, they're like, do you have a I was just on the front there. The lady's screaming like she's giving me a sermon illustration. Do you have a children's church during your program? Lights turning green. People are like, what you like? Uh, not, not really, but we do have Sunday school. Bye. <laughs> you want a church that's trying to inject the gospel of Jesus into everything. So, Enter God's kingdom like a child. Parents, that means helping your child enter God's kingdom. Now on to disciples. Disciples, help a child enter God's kingdom. Disciples, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you've ever put your trust in Jesus, you are a disciple. Help a child enter God's kingdom. Look at verses 15 through 16. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked him. Rebuked them, But Jesus called them to him saying, let the children come to me and do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Jesus' disciples are like us. They're about efficiency. They're about neatness. They're about progress. Moving forward, they have stuff to do. Jesus is an important guy. He's got stuff to do. So let's just keep the children away from the king. We don't need them right now. And Mark's gospel tells us that these comments by the disciples displeased Jesus. He didn't like it. So he wanted the children to come to them even if they are a bit distracting. So disciples, help children. Help them come to Jesus. So if you're single, befriend families. Get to know them so you can help a child enter God's kingdom. Volunteer for children's Sunday school. You've got all summer to prepare. Volunteer for children's Sunday school. We have several people in the church working with young people outside of Sunday mornings. We've Got Logan Anion and Adam Marshall working with young men. Brian Wace who is on staff with Young Life at North Central High School. We have Samantha uh, Williams and Sarah Honer working with young women as they're growing up, helping them so that there's relationships being built across generations, which doesn't really happen in most places in our society anymore. So that if they've got problems with their parents and they're going to at times, there's other trusted relationships they can go to for help. Not to undermine their parents, but to ask for help. How to follow Jesus. What does it look like in a different home? We might need People working in the nursery. We always need volunteers for that. In fact, I was told it'd be great to have people sign up to work in the nursery during, uh, during Sunday school. Uh, there's, there's ladies around here that get together monthly with young girls to develop relationships, a little bit of teaching, a little bit of fun. Happens. But disciples, be excited to see children on Sunday mornings. As you hear the little murmurs, Be excited about that. Be consistently pro-life. The disciples are really not pro-life here, are they? Children are a hassle. Children get in the way. Children interrupt our plans. Jesus says, no, my plans can be interrupted for a little bit. Glad they're here. Tell them you're glad they're here. Tell them about how excited you are to be part of the same kingdom with them. Be more excited about Jesus when you talk to the kids around here than you are about sports or the weather or gas prices. This also raises the question of infant baptism. Does this passage teach infant bat- baptism? Not directly. I don't see this here. I'm sympathetic to those. I'm not convinced. This is not about baptism in particular. It's about entering the kingdom of God, which All evangelicals, even those who baptize babies, say it has to be by faith. So you gotta enter by faith. That's what this is about. But this is saying that even if, and we don't have a minimum age for baptism here, but if children believe, we shouldn't hinder them from entering the kingdom of God. So disciples, evangelize, disciple, encourage children, help them enter God's kingdom. And we need to enter God's kingdom like a child. So parents, help your child enter God's kingdom. Disciples, help a child enter God's kingdom. Now, children, children, listen to me. Enter God's kingdom. Enter God's kingdom now. Enter God's kingdom today. Listen to verse 16 again. But Jesus called them to him saying, let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Kids, doesn't it seem like there's so many things you can't do? You're just not old enough, are you? You can't drive a car. You can't get a job you want. You can't go where you want, when you want, do what you want. You can't lots of times even wear the clothing you want because mom or dad aren't super excited about that. You can't buy the things you want. You aren't old enough. But this text says there is something you're old enough to do, to enter God's kingdom, to do it today. You can enter today. So when I was in kindergarten, let me tell you something. My mom started dragging me to Sunday school. Sunday school was okay. There's a little flannel board. There's interesting stories sometimes, things like that. But then after a little while, she started dragging me to church. Church. And here's what church was like for little Brett Sweet. (laughs) All you gotta do is watch my son, usually. (laughs) I would sit, and there was one ceiling fan and I would cock my head back, and I'd watch it. It was well, it didn't go as fast as these ones, and I'd count 100 laps, and then I would, as discreetly as I could, probably not discreetly at all, turn around and peek at the clock. Not much time had passed. Wondering when this would be over. I was, be, I was there because mom was there. I couldn't wait for it to be over. But Jesus says the kingdom of God is not just for your mom or your dad, it's for you. It's for you, the kingdom of God belongs to anyone who will believe. You don't have to wait to be older. If you're a little child, you can enter God's kingdom today. This is something your parents can't do for you. They can't do it for you. You must believe, you must believe for yourself That's how you enter God's kingdom. You make Jesus the most important thing in your life. More important than toys, than friends, than sports, than free time. You don't try to be good enough for God. You just let Jesus be good enough for you. Now, so many of us at times are so nervous about calling a new person on the phone or going to a new place, wondering if we're going to be accepted. Jesus says you don't need to be nervous about him. You don't need to be nervous. He'll he'll accept you. Come to him. Bow to him. He's come to the earth you live on. He sent missionaries to you. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's been other people. You're not even sure why you're here at church. Like, what made me come today? Maybe it's mom and dad, but maybe, why did they want to come? Jesus has come for you. He's come for you. Enter his kingdom by trusting him today. When I was a kid, I loved to catch butterflies in a butterfly net. you probably picture me as a little kid out there with my sweater on running around in the <laughs> sun. No, I didn't, didn't wear sweaters so much then. But sometimes I'd try to catch butterflies, but sometimes the butterflies weren't out, and I had to go to, like, plan B. And I'd look around for what sort of bugs were out, and usually th- I could find some moths I stirred up the grass around, or, or bees or things like that. And I don't know, kids, if you've ever watched moths and bees, you watch moths and lots of times they come to the light, and they kind of hit the light, and they fly around, and they spin around, and they're kind of clumsy, and maybe they'll land for a little bit, but then they fly off and go find another light. Well, that's how a lot of kids are with Jesus. They're kind of around Jesus, they hear a little bit about Jesus, and then they kind of fly off. They just kind of go away. You should be more like the honeybee. What does a bee do? It comes and it finds the flower, and it lands, and it digs in, and it walks around, and it gets the pollen all over itself, and it stays there. That's what you need to do. You need to come to Jesus, walk around, get a little bit of Jesus on you, Get to know him. Have mom and dad read to you or read the Bible yourself if you're old enough to do that. Let your heart land on him and burrow in. Have Ask people to pray for you. Stay there every day of your life. Stay there and you won't regret it. You won't regret it. It might be a little costly at times. People might be like, you got a little Jesus pulling on you. You keep talking about him all the time. That's a little weird okay that's okay it will feel a little bit messy sometimes but the older you get the more it'll start to taste like honey or candy or the sweetest thing you can imagine but getting close to Jesus takes some energy and some time but know this and it might cost you a little bit here and there it might make your relationship with others a little hard but Jesus paid a much higher cost for you so you could enter his kingdom. Jesus did that for us. And in fact, for all of us, a Christianity that costs nothing is worth nothing. God loves to give new hearts to people of all ages. Every age loves to do it. And that's what will make you want to come to Jesus. So if you're here and you think, man, church is boring. This is the best that guy could do for us. Now, there may be something wrong with me, for sure, that's being an obstacle. But if you feel that way about Jesus, or the Bible, or prayer, it's actually not that there's something wrong with those things, it's there's something wrong with you, even as a child. There's something a a little bit off for you. you. You don't seem interested. So pray that God would change that. Pray that 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 thing that's wrong with you would change, and that means Jesus has to change your heart. So again, it's not, I mentioned also that it's not a sin to have children uh, of young ages doing their own things during church, but we can't really do that, and we don't really want to do that here. So kids, you're in here with grown-ups. You're in here with grown-ups, and guess what? You're getting the same Jesus as your parents. The exact same one, the same Bible. The ways, this is one of the best ways you can grow up. You get to be with your parents. You get the same Jesus. You get the same Jesus as grandpa. You get the same Jesus as mom. You get the same Jesus as Pastor Brett. You can do that today, right now, today. Jesus is for you. Church is for you. Enter God's kingdom Today. Enter like a child. So parents, help your child enter God's kingdom. Disciples, help every and any child enter God's kingdom. Children, enter God's kingdom. And now lastly, everyone, you've already heard me talk to you, but now everyone stay with me. Enter God's kingdom like a child. Enter God's kingdom like a child. Let's read verse 17. Truly I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God, like a child, shall not enter it. So no matter how old you are, or how old you might feel, you have to be young at heart to enter God's kingdom. Now what does Jesus mean here? Children were not the center of attention in Jesus' day, like they tend to be now. Children, look, you listen to artists and musicians, they talk, if we, if we would just be more like the children, the world would be better. Uh, Jesus wouldn't actually agree with that. The Bible commonly refu- refers to children as being kind of foolish and impossible to satisfy, fickle. They weren't considered wise. So what does Jesus mean here? Do, should we just be foolish? Jesus is talking about total dependence total dependence on himself complete and utter confidence that a parent is the one who's going to take care of you and that means trusting that jesus is the one who's going to take care of you small children live their day-to-day lives basically accomplishing very little productive they just receive they rely on their parents for food and warmth and clothing and cleanliness and all those things. They don't have homes or cars, children don't. They can't buy food, they can't repair things. Everything needs to be provided for them. So it's all about receiving. So one of my favorite things here, and commonly I'm up here so I don't get to see it as much, is I love to watch babies being carried that way to the nursing mom's room. Love to watch the little baby looking over mom's shoulder, and it's kind of like looking around, being taken somewhere it knows not where, and just kind of confused. And they don't seem that upset, but then I started to think about that. Like if we put that to scale, we scaled it up, that would be like someone coming along, picking me up. If we put the same scale, because babies are about two feet tall. We'll say the average shoulder maybe is around five feet. So we scale that up, we take me, and that means somebody is lifting me 15 feet off the ground with no harness, carrying me backwards faster than I can move on my own, a direction I know not where, and yet the baby is not worried. It knows wherever mom and dad or dad are taking them, they're along for the ride. Mom or dad's going to take care of them. Well, that's what faith is like. Jesus lifts you up, and you recognize you don't have a say anymore in where you want to go. Jesus is your Lord, and he carries you into the kingdom of God. You don't don't go there by yourself. You need someone else to enter. You need someone else to lead you in. You need the king to help you enter the kingdom of God. So we give up on our claims deciding where we want to go. We trust Jesus to provide. We come looking to Jesus to enter God's kingdom. That's how we get access. He lifts us up and he carries us. We give up trusting on ourselves, our goodness, our neatness, being presentable. We give up on our intelligence or our righteousness. We accept that we can't enter on our own. And the Bible tells us that's exactly how we're saved. We're saved by faith alone, childlike dependence on Jesus. And here's the interesting thing. When you believe something mysterious happens, that faith becomes like superglue, and it bonds you to Jesus in a mysterious way. Nobody really knows exactly how this works, but the Bible's really clear on it. It's the doctrine of a union with Christ. So what's happening is somehow we're bonded to Jesus so that everything Jesus did, we did with him. So when Jesus lived his perfect life, even as a child, it looks like we lived that life. And when Jesus goes to the cross to suffer for sins, it's like we are dying with him. And when Jesus is raised from the dead, we're raised in some mysterious way spiritually with him. And when when he ascends to God's right hand, Ephesians tells us we're seated there somehow with him. It's Jesus doing everything, supplying everything. And he carries us through that. And since it's Jesus doing all the work, we've got nothing left to do. We just believe. We just rely on him. We depend on him, and that's what saves us. But that's the only way. So everyone, regardless of your age, regardless of how much theology you've studied, there's one way. You have to enter this way. Jesus has told us in Luke that if we don't enter the kingdom of God, there's massive repercussions, eternal consequences, hell, So let Jesus carry you through this life. Rest, rejoice in him, enjoy unhurried time with him, and be a child with Jesus. Talk to him in prayer, even when you don't know exactly what to say. You ever notice how sometimes you get in a car with a child and they start talking, and you're like, what are they talking about? It's okay to pray that way sometimes. To be a child. Just knowing that someone's there listening. That's good. That's a good thing. Don't act like you've got to prove anything to Jesus. He knows you're like a child spiritually. You can't impress him. So just be a child with him. Depend on him. Ask him for big things. Talk to him about your dreams. Expect him to accept you when you come to him. And hang on his every word when you pick up the Bible because he says it's all about him. So many times as grown-ups, we're trying to hide the bad things about ourselves. We're trying to stay, we want to stand off. But with Jesus, we come to him as children. We don't hide our sins and quirks, we just come to him. And he has infinite knowledge, he fully knows us And yet he welcomes us, loves us so much he's pleased to die for us. That's where Jesus is headed here. He's on his way to the cross. He's got time for children because he's gonna die for some of them. He's gonna die for the sins of all of those children who believe in him. It's gonna happen, they're gonna be saved. So come to this king, enter this kingdom. And Luke wants us to know as we do this, He's, he's asking this question constantly in every verse of his gospel, he's asking, who else is like this? Who else is like this? Who else is willing to take, accept children and all their mess and all their dirt? Who else is, is saying, you know, you don't need to be presentable. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to be you and you need to rely on me. You need to be dependent on me so that everything is, ends up being for my glory instead of yours. Who else is like this? There's no one like this. That's what Luke wants us to get. That's what the Holy Spirit wants us to get. That's what I want you to get. There's no one like him. So enter God's kingdom like a child. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this text. Thank you for this truth. Would you help us to live it and love it and rejoice in it? In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. I'm going to read from Matthew 26, beginning in verse 26 through verse 29. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and, after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and, and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of the, this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So the Lord's Supper has a connection to this kingdom we're called to enter. There's a feast that's coming, food and drink, celebration, now. And how does this work? Well, we come and enter this kingdom because Jesus shed his blood for us, had his body broken for us. So, as we drink either wine or grape juice, we have both, and eat this bread, we are reminded that Jesus made entrance for us possible. The king laid down his life so that we can enter the kingdom. And it's just his blood that establishes the covenant, which is a binding agreement a binding relationship with God. So it's not us. So we come forward dependent on Jesus to provide all of our needs. It's gotta be his body, his blood. So you come forward with nothing in your hands. If you're not a Christian, we'd ask, ask that you stay in your seat. And the reason being, is because right now you're not ready to, to make that kind of relationship and agreement with Jesus. And we just want you to be honest. We're not gonna judge you We're not going to look down on you. In fact, we want you to come in the future. We want you to put your faith in Jesus first, then come forward. But if that's not you yet, you're not ready for that, we ask that you stay in your seats. Um, We'll make two lines down.